Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, uh, I'm Steph and this is episode six of our motherhood series for the Don't Buy Her Flowers podcast. I'm back in the Don't Buy Her Flowers warehouse and it's a beautiful sunny day so the shutters are open and which means you can hear everything going on on the industrial estate outside so sorry about that but we are in the last few days before Mother's Day if anyone is looking for gifts of TLC for their knackered mum or mother of their kids or granny, we've a three month book subscription, we've got the unwind package, gardening package, uh, create your own if you wanted to put something completely bespoke together, loads of gorgeous soothing things and one pound from every Mother's Day order goes to Homestart UK who have trained volunteers and experts that help families with young children going through challenging times. So um, yeah, head to don'tbuyherflowers.com and my guest for this episode is none other than Rosie Ramsey. So Rosie is a singer, entertainer, actress, radio presenter with a huge following on social media and of course the co-host of the award-winning podcast Shagged, Married, Annoyed with her husband Chris Ramsey. As Rosie says, um, she is someone who talks very openly and shares too much information. So we talk about sex, um, and how as married couples we usually do it because it's been a while rather than because of clothes ripping passion um, and she reckons maybe we'll go at it absolute gangbusters when we're in our 50s so we'll see about that we also talk about things that people write into Shag Married Annoyed about including skid marks uh, quite a lot of bodily fluid chat and there's some sweet corn sex chat and of course Rosie's beefs with Chris um, and she also talks about how she's living the dream that her younger self would be off the chart excited about arena tours, a number one podcast, TV show to come, but she's simultaneously crying because she misses her kids and she talks about the kind of the rush hour that we talk about on this podcast with, yeah, she's got a lot going on. So lots in there. Um, and also it, she just really made me laugh throughout, which is just really lovely um, to be entertained really whilst doing my own podcast but just something lovely about it especially at the moment when there isn't that much laughter 
going on in lots of places. So we recorded this on a Monday and I start the episode by not knowing what time of day it is. Hi. Hi. How are you? It's Monday morning. It's half past one. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a really bad day. Mondays. Mondays Mondays are just the worst, aren't they? But there's nothing better than actually kicking a kid off to school on a Monday morning. I know, because... You've got four of them, haven't you? So Three. Three. Three? Oh, God, sorry. Why well, but then, you, well, Doug, sometimes you could add that in. No. <laughs> <laughs> Today we forgot it was a hockey tournament and Buster's my oldest. Oh. He's 11. So he, they are, good news is, they start to be aware of stuff so they're not just reliant on you. But he comes in yeah. and he's like, there's a hockey tournament. Like, right, do you need to pack lunch? Yes. We haven't got any bread. Like, fuck. I know. Do you know what as well? I don't know about you, but we've got a school WhatsApp group. Oh. Um, I loathe it. I hate it. Everyone right? hates it. But I can't, I can, yeah, I can't leave because no. I'm like, well, what if something goes on there yeah. and then I don't know? It's where you get all the information. I know. Is Chris on it? No. I insisted that Doug went on it. But then he'll say something like, well, I, I just mute it. You know? <laughs> yeah, great. There is some dads on ours, but go. they very rarely speak. Yeah. They don't really say anything. No. And Chris just refused to join. And I was like, oh, great, right then. So I'll just have to do it. Maybe when there's two at school, you'll be like, now you have to. He can join Rafe's, you see. Yeah. And I'll be in Robin's. Yeah. But then I'm a bit of a a weird control freak, so I I would have to know. And it just wouldn't get done. Well, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Doug is meant to be in charge of the Tesco shop, hence why we've got no bread. (laughs) It's just like, it's just no food. But So, yeah. But, so, let's start with Best Comedy Podcast Award. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Crazy. It feels really, it's really good. It's brilliant. I I never won anything when I was a kid. So, (laughs) to win awards, it's, like, brilliant. It's a really good feeling. Yeah. But um, with that one that just happened, we genuinely didn't think we were going to win. To the point where Chris said he didn't want to come. And he, he does that with a lot of things. It's like, it's a beef between us. But I don't think he wanted to come because he was nervous. Mm-hmm. I think he was actually nervous because we really didn't think we were going to win. Because we were up with the top, you know, they're the top comedy podcast in yeah. the country. And yeah, and then we won. And it was just a really, it was a really nice feeling. So taking it back a step, I've listened to you on the Hunsnet podcast. And I love oh, yeah. that. So basically, Gareth, who runs Hunsnet, was your yeah. old boss. When you yeah. were back in the Falaraki days, yeah, it sounds yeah. filthy, basically. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a very good time. But well, so he's been my boss twice. Yeah. So he was my boss when I was a blue coat at Pontins. Yeah. When I was just turned eighteen. Oh, God. And then I worked for him again, really randomly. I didn't know he was going to be my boss. Yeah. I went to work in Rhodes, and he was there, and I was like, "Oh, hello!" Like, oh, that's what I was reading that you basically went to Somerset mm-hmm. to Pontins at eighteen. Which yeah. is really young, like, to go off and yeah. be working as well. Not even just dotting around at uni, but going and actually working. working. It was, and I think it actually taught us a lot of um, independence, mm. really, really young. But then again, I never went to university, so I do understand that when you go to university, you've got to go to lectures, and and a lot of people do get jobs not there. Not a lot, though. And no one, that, well, I think I did history, and it was like six hours a week. I mean, that's not... What? Yeah, I know. And so did you move away for uni as well, for yeah, six yeah, hours a week? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. And it's spread out over the five days, but it's the experience oh, it's of not it, even in one it? day? No, it was like spread out over five days, and... People yeah. would go to one a week and that would be about it. That is but, hilarious. But you were properly, and I think what is really interesting is that you're probably going to get 
especially because you're moving more, even more mainstream than you already are, you're going to get people who don't realize what you've already done, like all this stuff mm. that was almost the groundwork to what you're doing now. Because you're a singer, entertainer, mm. actress, radio presenter. It, yeah, I used to get really frustrated about it mm. because I think people very much kind of were like, well, when we first started the podcast, they were like, Chris Ramsey's wife's funny. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, right, okay, well, thank, that's a, thank you, nice compliment. Yeah. I think people thought I was kind of just his wife, who was the stay-at-home mom who kind of chipped in on the podcast. Yeah. But I got a bit defensive and I was mm. like, well, I used to work in the radio and I've done this and I've done that. Yeah. And then now I've kind of let it go a little bit because I'm kind of like, well, you know what? It's nice. It's a nice compliment. And I've learned a lot from being married to Chris as well. Being married to a comedian, they, they, their brains work a certain way. Right. So I think that's helped me in presenting and in this kind of role. If I hadn't been married to Chris, I don't know whether the podcast would have been the way that it is. Mm. But yeah, this industry is all I've ever known, really. Yeah. So it must feel even more amazing to be now just flying through it. I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was going to be a pop star. It's gone a different route than I thought it was going to go. But you, it's I not too late, Rosie. It's not too late. I don't know. I'm starting to get the wrong side of 35 now. <laughs> it might be a little bit late for me. Do you know what it is? I've got no idea what's going to happen next in my life no. or in my career. I, ne I never thought I'd be here. So I don't know. Who knows? You've got a new TV show, The Chris and Rosie yes. Ramsey Show. Yes. On the BBC. Shit. Have you started filming? Crazy. No, not yet. So we did a pilot last year. Yeah. I can't really remember it. Rafe was four months old. Um, oh, my God. I was on another planet. Three pairs of Spanx. Hated my body. Mm. Sat on that sofa. And I just... I, I enjoyed it because we had a good laugh. But you know when your confidence is like rock bottom? You're so and vulnerable. So, so vulnerable oh. at that point, aren't you? It was tough, I'm not going to lie. But like I say, I enjoyed it, and they enjoyed it because they give us a series, so I was yeah. like, well, job done. But I'm just really looking forward to starting the show now that he's a little bit older. And it's you're with other celebrity couples, is that right? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So we're interviewing celebrity couples, Yeah. and then there's going to be uh, members of the public involved. It's nothing to do with the podcast, but obviously there's elements coming through, mm. you know, we just want to have a laugh and hopefully get a bit of juicy gossip from the celebrities. We'll see. They'll have they to, won't they? Because if they don't give you anything, then it, it, there'd be no point. So there must be like a vetting process. They've got to be ones who are willing to spill all. Hopefully. You never know. You never know. But I think in our actual life, Chris and I are very much TMI anyway. Yeah. And we always get stuff out of our pals. I think they come to a party thinking, don't tell them that. Don't say this. And then by the end of the night, we're like this. Come on. <laughs> come on. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> On the podcast, so Shag Married Annoyed, a lot of it is about relationships, right? Like, it's doing so amazingly, and you guys are doing amazing, but there isn't much else that talks about relationships, and it really realise how much people want to hear it. Yeah, it makes you feel a bit less like your relationship's a pile of shite. Yeah. Because, you know, it's really easy to get sucked into the world of social media yeah. and... We all fall victim to it. I fall victim to it all the time, mm. especially with the kids and just with life. Like, you know, when people go for walks in the forest and you think, I haven't even left the front door the day and it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that kind of thing. And I just think we're very open and honest. And um, by the sounds of it, people like that. And so, but we can't be any other way, I don't think. So you were we already like that. You already shared yeah. a lot before you... Oh, massively, right. massively, like far too much. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether it's a northern thing. I don't know what it is. We're just oversharers. So it just felt so natural to be able to do it. And even now, 
there's things that we've chatted about and I sometimes think, oh, you know what it is like, oh God, Robin's teachers, if they've listened to yeah. podcasts. Oh yeah, they God, teachers and the other parents. No, I know, well, that's what, I, and then I yeah. just think, you know what, I don't, I'm not that bothered because I think, well, they might be married. They've probably gone through that. Yeah. You know, they've, they've probably done that and they've probably, but people don't talk about it. And I get that. I get that people don't talk about it, but I just thought, you know what? I don't mind talking about it. So yeah, I'll take it on take it. everybody else and spill all of the, all of the well, shit. And you get so many letters and emails and everything from mm. people sharing even more stuff than you two are willing to yeah. share. So yeah. they're obviously something totally landing. Do you think it's helped your relationship? Because you've got you're in this mad busy time, right? So where you've got work and kids and you're trying mm-hmm. to keep everything together. But so then quite often like it all becomes about logistics and like I very rarely sit down with Doug. Or if we do, it's like we've mm. had to make a really concerted effort to like sit down. But you'll yeah. do you have to do it every week to record the podcast. Yeah. Does it yeah. does it help? It actually does because there's a lot of weeks that we sit down and we're mad at each other. Mm. Uh, we're tired. We've seen too much of each other, or we've seen too little of each other. Yeah. And it can be it can be really hard. We're a real life. We're a married couple with yeah. two children. Yeah. It's difficult. But once we get past that, and then we have a laugh, it's so nice. To be honest with you, it's a really important part of our relationship now. I think. Yeah. And. Don't get me wrong, I don't ever think anything terrible would have happened, but who knows if we would be where we are right now if it hadn't have been for the podcast. It's something that we've got in common, which I think sometimes when you're mm. married, you, you you don't have hobbies anymore, do you, when you're at no. that stage of... I call what we're in right now, I call it the drowning stage. Like I feel like we're drowning a little bit all the time, but I think it's just having young kids and yeah. work and responsibilities. And I think you just lose yourselves a yeah. bit along the way yeah and the podcast for us is something where we can kind of come together and have a laugh and yeah. enjoy it and after every record we always say I'm so glad we did that and it was really good fun yeah um so yeah so it is good maybe it that's good. relationship advice maybe everyone should just set up some couple of pretend like hairbrushes pretend yeah. to do it. Because we just find that we haven't spoken about anything mm-hmm. for a week. Or if we have, it's just been like, right, so you're going to do the pickup at the half full mm-hmm. one and I'm going to do the... There's no nice bits in it. And almost the distraction for you guys that you're talking about other people. So mm. people are writing in with their stories, which yeah. I'd like to talk about those. They're all disgusting. Vile. <laughs> and you th- if you think the ones on the podcast are vile, think of the ones that I've got to read. Some of them. Because... Lord. You prepare, right? You're the like Chris mm-hmm. is there doing his stand-up bit. Really, he, he does nothing. You, he does nothing, and for you this do podcast. all of the reading and deciding what you're going to talk about. Yes, it just works better. He's he's done it a few times, and he's just he's got no patience. He's got a very unique mind, <laughs> and he's just got not got the patience for it. So I think, right, well, I will do that. Yeah, and that's his job. He's so good. He's such a good stand-up. He's so good at his job mm. that he's so quick-witted. So I would, I'm like, I'd rather you do that. And then I'll just read the questions because you you bring the funnies, I just bring the information. But you also bring works. the funny. Like you you will be, I think, because you almost do like a prim voice when you're doing your, so you're reading it and you sound so <laughs> sensible. And then you'll come up with some disgusting line about jizz or shit or whatever it is. <laughs> it's always jizz. It's always jizz so it. much jizz. Always. 
Men are obsessed with cum, you know. Well, obsessed with cum. It's disgusting. They think about it day and night. All I get is messages about fucking cum. Well, vile. Is the, so one of the ones you had in the... No, you can swear. It's totally... Well, there oh, was one... It was, it was in the last couple of weeks and it wasn't... Jeez, it was shit, but it was sex. So there was a couple having sex. This is a girl in a white t-shirt. Do you remember that one? Yep. Go yep, on. Yep, yep, can you yep. tell the story? So they were fooling around <laughs> and they were just a kind of new couple. And she had a white t-shirt on for some reason. And he, fooling around, having a laugh, did a forward sort of somersault and then landed on top of her. But whilst doing the forward somersault, he left a little skid of poo along her white t-shirt because he hadn't wiped his bottom properly Shark at the steak. toilet. His men are disgusting! So... And they all need put away. And, how, and this couple were then married for 13 years or something. And then they got married. <laughs> and then they got married. So, oh. you know... <laughs> But do you know what? It, it's done as I girls. It made me think of, and I can't remember if this happened to, I'm pretty sure it didn't happen to me. Let's just put that very clear. Or maybe I heard it on something, but it was a couple mm. having sex. And then they finished and they got up and they looked at the bed and there was a bit of sweet corn left on the bed. And they'd not eaten sweet corn since like the day before. So someone oh, during sex, a little bit of sweet corn had come out their bum. Oh, God. God. Oh, and I can't stop thinking about what would you say? What would your first line be? Like, oh, oh you wouldn't know who it was if you both had sweet no. corn. Oh, But I was see, like, that's the sort of thing that I'm, happens every week. You get letters about stuff like that. Yeah. It makes you feel a bit better because <laughs> sex is so kind of in films or in programmes. They make yeah. it look so elegant and wonderful. And it's not. And passionate. It's, it's proper, always really and passionate. passionate. Yeah. yeah. It's an animal instinct and it's a bit mm. smelly and it's a bit rank. And then people are leaving sweet corn on beds and <laughs> skiddying down people's tops. Like, it's awful. For me personally, all of the like stuff that we get from the public, it takes it away and you kind of go, right, okay, yeah. It takes away the embarrassment that we yeah. all see, seem to feel. If you think from what you see on films and TV, everyone's having this really passionate, like spontaneous, it's spontaneous mm -hmm. sex. Whereas actually, I will probably message Doug and be like, right, I think next Saturday we're probably going to have some time. <laughs> like, yeah. plotting it in. There's Ours no is usually... Ours is like, right, it's gone too long. Yeah, it's gone too yeah, yeah, long. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what, you know, like, it's gone too long. We're meant to be a married couple. We're meant to love each other. Yeah. Like, you know, come on, we have to have sex. That's how we have sex. Yeah. It doesn't happen when you go to bed, like, oh, kissy, kissy, night, night. It's just, usually we need to do it. Yeah. Oh, God, right, okay, then, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. One of you remembers and the other one's like, ah, oh, shit, yeah, we probably oh, should. I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> but then afterwards, you're like, oh, like that's a bit of um... and it's not it's normally quite nice oh, isn't yeah. it and you no, go, it's we, we always nice. go e, why do why do we always just leave it so long why do we do this we're terrible aren't we yeah. we're terrible and then uh, you know four weeks later the same conversation yeah I think that must be far more common than the spontaneous stuff that you see on the telly everybody's basically at home going and then when it comes on the telly it makes you go oh fuck because they're sitting next to you and it makes you go oh yeah. they're remembering yeah, but you're like, and you're like but I'm really bloated and I can't be <laughs> yeah, I've just had a curry it's not going to happen yeah. now it's tricky though because obviously that's our situation I know it's a lot of other people's situation but then I've got mates who have sex all the time really and so when you I've got a friend who has sex all the time and me and my other friend are always like Ugh, <laughs> why <laughs> And I'm like, why have you got such a healthy, active sex life, you nutter? No, I, so I don't know what the right answer no, is. No, but we we got. I've got my oldest best mates because you've got Steph and Angela. Is that right? Yes. So I've got yeah. my similar like oldest. That might not have been them though. No, no, we're not saying it was them. 
but and we got together and it used to always be like who'd had sex with somebody in a weird place and it was all you know when we were a lot younger yeah again not me obviously but and then in time it's like yeah we haven't done it for so and so long or or we did it but he just had an operation so he's a bit wheezy or something it's just like it's just it's just not quite the same it's Uh, but do you know what though I've come to a point now where it's not the most important thing no. in our relationship. You know, time gets away with you. Chris works away. We're both busy. We've got little kids. We've got little kids who end up in our beds every night. Like It doesn't work, sex, does it? That doesn't. It doesn't work do it right now. You. But you know what? It'll come back one day when we've not got all of the cares and the worries that we've got. Yeah. And every time we do do it, it's always lovely. So I'm just, don't put the pressure on ourselves. Yeah. That would drive me insane if I, if I pressured myself all the time. Well, then, and also, so just, it would whatever. probably be even less enjoyable if you're like, we have to do it every week. And then. Yeah. Mm. No. Uh, thank you. One of your beefs. So on obviously on the podcast every week, you both have a beef, right? Yes. One of your beefs is that you are waiting for Chris to get his vasectomy booked in. Is that yes. right? Speaking of sex. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I've got news for you because Doug had it one last year. I'm sure he Ooh. wouldn't mind me sharing. So just a couple okay. of things. One. Yeah. When he was getting it booked in, because it was a similar thing where he kept for ages going, oh, no, I'll, I'll, no, I'll get that. And he is a little bit, oh, he's 42, mm-hmm. so he's a bit older. I'll, I'll get yeah. that booked, I'll get that booked. And it just wasn't happening. And then when mm. he was getting it booked in, he was like, I've had a thought. Um, if I book a hotel stay so that for my recovery, <laughs> I could stay in a hotel. You know, like, you know I've had three sure. babies. Oh. There was no breakfast in bed. No, you, know. you get the baby just is there. I know. And you don't, they're not allowed well, to leave you. And you've you got, got, you got cut open hotel twice. No, no. I got caught open twice, yeah. Are you joking? No. He wanted to stay in He thought hotel. it was a really practical work because he was like, you know, the kids <laughs> will be running around. You're like, no, you can stay in bed for a little bit, but no, you can't go to the hotel. So that was Doug. But then when he had it done and I picked him up, my mum was saying when my dad had it done, she didn't even pick him up from the hospital. He had to drive himself yeah. home. He can walk home. But I, I got, he got home and he did stay in bed for like a day or two, but he was wearing this jock strap, right? To like the old school. So it's like a cup on the front, yeah, tight. And then it's got a waistband yes. and then those two straps that go over the buttocks. Yes. It's like an old school nice. jock strap. Uh-huh. So he had that on and he, you have to keep it on for a few days. You can't wash. So I imagine pretty grim. But then he decided it was actually very comfortable. So he ordered some. (laughs) Started every now and then wearing them to the gym. I was like, "What? I don't think this is okay. And we won't ever have sex again if you keep wearing that. He's like, it's only when I run out of pants, then they're in the bottom of the drawer. That's not okay because you're not a man from the 80s who plays, I don't know. But yeah. And then he just likes the comfort of it. I don't know. We were saw some friends yesterday and I was telling them about it and they were like, that's not all right, mate. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't wear it all the time. It's just like, oh God. I think he just thought for a little while, maybe this is really good and then didn't. But then yeah. the other thing was when he had to, because I heard you saying that they've got a jizz a certain number of times. Yes. 20, 24, 24. So I don't know. I don't know where that, maybe it's different in different areas because Doug didn't have right. to do that. There was no, the only right. thing he had to do was, so after a couple of months, he had to have done his business and then go mm-hmm. to do it in a pot at the hospital. But right. where there was a sign on the wall saying, if you need help, please call the nurse. <laughs> I was like, what are they going to do? Oh my God, what kind of hospital is this? I, I was like, what are they going to 
they do? This is a private hospital. Yeah, no. It's NHS. This is what they're doing. This is where all the money's yeah, going. Yeah. So go on. So on your beefs, do you ever start recording and get so angry with a beef that you have to stop? So not recently we haven't, but when we first started the podcast, there was a couple of episodes that we've had to get rid of because we'd argued so much that we both came to the conclusion that it just wouldn't be enjoyable to listen to. <laughs> because we record it in our house, like we do it in a little box room upstairs. And because obviously we're married, you can lose your professional guard yeah. really, really easily because we're husband and wife and because we're in our own home and talking freely. And so sometimes there is times when I think, Rosie, you need to like reel it in because I, I can get really sort of like, well, I'm trying to... So there has been times, but not touch wood, not recently. We're all right at the minute. We're holding it together. Yeah. (laughs) And what are your biggest beefs currently, apart from the vasectomy thing? This is a really terrible beef, and it shouldn't be. But he's on tour at the minute. Oh, yeah. And I just hate when he's on tour. I just hate that I'm left with the kids by myself. Yeah. Like, and I know that's not his fault because it's his job and I shouldn't be handling But you haven't had it as really well am. for a while, right? Because you had lockdowns and stuff and then you were on tour yeah. together. So, yeah. And I got used to him being home. Yeah. Because all our whole relationship, he's worked away. He's worked away a lot. He worked away loads when Robin was born and all that kind of stuff mm. when Robin was a kid. But then I had him home for two years mm. and I got used to the help and I got used to not having to do everything by myself. Yeah. Like even to little things, like Chris does the bins, so he does the recycling and he puts the bin out. That's like his two main jobs, probably his two only jobs, to be honest with you. <laughs> when he goes back to work, I'm like, got to put the bins out. Yeah. And I like begrudge doing it and I feel terrible because I think, you know, he's at work, he's doing his job. But it's such a selfish beef. But actually, like for lots of people, if your husband was usually, like Doug used to travel loads and he doesn't, mm. doesn't travel anymore. I'm sure at some point he will again. But suddenly, yeah, he yeah. was around more, so I could rely on him. So then uh-huh. when he started going back into the office, I was a bit like, uh, this isn't okay. And he was like, it's my job, Steph. I can't not. But you, I felt really resentful about it. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah. So this is another beef. We are so lucky with childcare. Chris's parents are retired and so are mine. Mm. But I feel terrible always asking them. Like, I hate it. But I organise all the childcare and he doesn't do it. So he can just go off and know that I'm here. Yeah. Whereas I can't do that. I can't just book something in and go, oh, Chris will be there. Yeah. Chris will sort it out. And that sometimes winds me up. Yeah. And I think that's probably common with everyone. And also, like, lots of us had quite traditional setups where our mum was always around. So we kind of slip into that, even if we don't Mm -hmm. want to. Because you've Mm -hmm. talked quite a lot about mum guilt. And you said last year you feel like you work too much. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Mm. It's, you know, you've been locked in the house for a couple of years. Everything's back to normal. Let's go hell for leather. All of these opportunities, which, like you say, with my background in entertainment, this is, like, what I've always wanted to do. I did the O2. Like, it was, it was insane. <gasps> yeah. yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. Mm. It was, like, tick, done that, tick, done It was fantastic. Mm. But then, on the flip side, I've got two little babies who are love and miss and I feel wrong when I'm away from them it's such a hard thing to describe and and it's weird because as much as I love the O2 and I love all of these opportunities if the boys had been sat backstage and somebody said you can go on stage or you can go and see the boys I'd have chose the boys would you and I don't know and I I, I don't know whether it's just me I don't know whether I'm that kind of mom because I quit my job when Robin was little and I didn't work mm. 
and I, and I was a full-time mom. So I feel like I should be that again, but I love working and I, and I love doing it and it was so good. And I just have to keep saying to myself, Rosie, the kids are fine. They were always with my mom or Chris's mom and dad. Like they've never had an outside babysitter or anything like that. Mm. And they were so looked after and they were absolutely fine. So I just, I had to keep telling myself that all the time. And um, selfishly, I had to, when we were away for a little chunk, so we did, I think we did three nights on the trot. Mm. I just had to not think about them as much. I just had to go, right, they're okay. You've got a job to do. Yeah. Yeah. But it was hard. It was hard. I think we, if we were away, mm. when they were a bit younger, if we spoke to them, either they'd get upset mm-hmm. or I'd get upset. Yeah. So I'd leave voice notes and stuff rather than speaking to That's them. That's a good idea. It just, everyone would end up crying. and would be like, well, this was a fucking waste of time because yeah. either we're I away cried. or Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the morning after that. It might have been Wembley or the O2. I can't remember. I FaceTimed and I was crying my eyes out. And I'm thinking, what are you crying for? Like, you've just bloody, you're living your dream and I'm sitting crying. If I thought when I was younger, you're going to do this Serena tour. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. You're going to sing and blah, blah, blah. But you're going to cry because you miss your kids. It wouldn't have ever in my head. I think if anything, it might get easier as they get a bit bigger. But also, yeah. I think that what you said about you have to almost tell yourself, come on, this is what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. So you might still mm-hmm. feel the emotion. Because you wrote for us a few years ago about your mum. Yes. And yeah. like becoming a mum and you were just saying like she was always there and you felt this unconditional love and how that's given yeah. you the confidence you have now. So probably at times you feel like you need to be the same, but also you're you're mm-hmm. different. I think you've said before as well that your mum gave up a lot to always be there. Yeah, no, I think she did because there was three of us as well. Mm. But I've had completely different opportunities to what my mum's been given mm. and I couldn't not take them because I think I would have just kicked myself and... I really think my boys, I think they'll be really proud of us when they're older. I hope they are. And do you know what? They're always fine. I'll go to my mum. I'm like, are they okay? Have they, have they missed one? She's like, they haven't asked for you one. <laughs> I'm like, all right then. No. And then they start whining. Mine always whine when they see us. My mum will be like, they were totally yeah. fine the whole time. It's like they know. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. man. You said as well when Robin was small, when people offered to help, you didn't take it. You were like, no, 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 I can oh. do this. I can do this stupidly I don't do that with Rafe so my mom will take Rafe to her house and he'll be out of the house I would never have done that with Robin I wouldn't I would have just for some reason even though I could have been exhausted absolutely shattered I was like no I can do it I can do everything I can do it all but now I'm so much more willing for people to help I wish I'd been like that with Robin yeah would have been so much easier it's really hard because you don't know any different they're just trying to play a role almost of what is what does a mum do because you don't actually know Mm -hmm. It's mm-hmm. really difficult. Yeah. And so on the, the unconditional love and that that you felt from your parents and you've talked about that it gave you that confidence. Yeah. But you also said about when you were younger, like the opportunities you're getting now, that almost you're more nervous about them now. And there's things that if these things had come along when you were younger, you would have been like little Rosie Winter would have been like, absolute, like I'm in, I'm doing oh it. Oh my God. I wouldn't have thought twice. And I would have just, I would have done everything that I was offered. Um, to be fair, maybe it's better now that I'm older that I'm actually I, I I'm quite picky with what I do mm. and but yeah, I'd, younger me wouldn't believe this life. No, I'd, I'd, it's funny, isn't it? It's one of them things I'd love to go back and be like, you're gonna be all right, you know, like all of this grafting, you know, going to Devon for seventy quid and back in a day, you're <laughs> gonna be all right. That life, that like Pontins, 
balaraki that life mm. looks tough like, i'm like fun i'm sure because you're at that age so much fun. energy but you only can you can only do it i couldn't do it now oh my gosh no no way you've got to be young you've got to be young enough to do it yeah like i used to get home from drinking in falaraki at five o'clock in the morning and i'd be teaching salsa by the pool at half nine <laughs> and i think yeah i must think <laughs> oh can you imagine i know can you imagine doing that no. now oh not in a million years no ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. But with the arena tour, what did it feel like? Because, uh, like the O2, especially that was like twenty thousand people. So I don't know how many it was in the end. We broke. We got a Guinness World Record. Yeah, but the, just what was it? Biggest live podcast. Biggest live podcast in the in the world, which was pretty cool. Amazing. Um, I think it was about sixteen or eighteen thousand. I can't remember. I don't think it was full full because I think you can sit about. I think you can stand more, but obviously we were all seating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So we tried to make it a little bit more interactive. We had the big screen on and it worked. It seemed to work. I didn't hear um, 
I didn't hear much negativity I've about only it seen from the crowd. Say it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we got good feedback from the crowd. Not so good from the press, but yeah. Oh, really? I didn't. I honestly didn't see. I'd only seen really good stuff. Oh, why would they? <sighs> well, well, it's not for them. No. It's not for, you know, we live in a world where everyone seems to think that they have to enjoy everything. There's loads of stuff I don't like. Yeah. There's, there's loads of podcasts I've tried and I've gone, that's not for me. Yeah. But you know what? I bet there's blooming millions of subscribers who love it. Yeah. It's just not personally for me, but, you know, can't please everyone. But that's the weird... As long as the people who came enjoy that's it. That's the weird, care. like, instant social media world, isn't it, where it's like when you you have to bet yourself of what you're going to say that it's okay by what everyone, everybody who's listening to that or sees that is okay with that. And I think that's what you do really well with the podcast. You don't... Well, it doesn't sound like you really, really think about, right, is this going to offend... Yeah, and and you know what, and then but they would have filtered people out along the way because people who don't like it w- will have stopped listening, yeah. and that's absolutely fine. And yeah. you know, but you can't. I learned that with Instagram a little while ago. It took me a while. I was gonna say, how how is how has your journey with Instagram been? Um, to be honest, I've I'm not on it as much at the minute. I'm gonna do well, obviously when we start the TV program, mm. uh, I'm gonna be on it a lot more. But it is it's really time consuming, mm. and it can take up a lot of energy. And um, I'm just having a I'm taking a little step back from it at the minute, mm. which is nice. Um, but. Yeah, I went through a phase with Instagram where I thought I had to please everybody, had to say completely the right thing all the time, never offend anybody, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then you get to a point where you go, I'm not being me. No, you this lose is not, it. You know, mm. not everybody is going to like everybody. And that, and I don't know why that gets lost on social media. Yeah, like you've got to be likable to everybody where you're not like that in real life. Why? It's an odd thing, social media. But I, it's really, I think that's strange. really common. That I, I, like you can see it happen to loads of people. Like their their following starts to grow and grow and grow. And there's a point. There's like a point where everybody is talking about this person, sharing them, mm-hmm. and they're really po- And then it just tips because you start to get more people being negative about it. Almost like oh, we don't. We better keep that person down. We don't want them to yeah. get oh, too yeah, big headed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think you do it really well. I think you manage to just you seem like you stayed true to what you are but I can totally imagine that feeling of where you sort of roll it back a bit and then go well I've got nothing to say because I've it might offend somebody it's tricky isn't it Mm. I really enjoy doing the podcast because I think there's no there's no sort of instant feedback yeah even though people can choose not to follow you on social yeah it's quite active to choose to listen to someone's podcast isn't it yeah and if you like it you like it if you don't then you don't yeah and that's that's the way that it should be. That's the way it should be with social media. Yeah. But obviously, people it's are not. Dickheads. <laughs> yeah. But what about Robin? Does he, because what is he, is he six or seven? He's six. Is he showing signs of wanting a phone and stuff? Is there people get, oh God, it happens quite young. So, oh, he's addicted to, to like, he loves his iPad, loves watching YouTube kids and, uh, he's got Roblox, but it's, oh, yeah. it's, you've really got to keep an eye on it because it can be a bit, I don't think it's that massively age appropriate, so I've got to keep an eye on that. Um, but we limit his time, so he's not allowed on his iPad after school. He's only allowed on a weekend and in the holidays, Same. which is which is fine with actually. It, at first, he was a little bit like, "Why?" And then he's got. He, I think if you stick to it, they, they've got no choice. So he's like, yeah, "Right, yeah. well, after school, I don't go on the iPad." And I'm like, "Yeah, no, you don't." Um, but he's never asked for a phone, and he's not. I'm absolutely not. No, <laughs> we're nowhere near that stage yet. Not and a chance. Do, and do you get, I'm really going to try well, and keep that off as long as I can. Six is still really young, isn't it? You might get a little bit mm-hmm. of time yet. 
So it's my eldest is, has just got his first phone because everyone in his class had one. So it's year six. So he's going to secondary school. So I think that's when they yeah. all... Oh, my God. See, I really want to... I really don't want him to have one for a long time. But like you say, oh, it's the world we live in, isn't it? My mum always comments about how much harder... And it actually always makes us feel really good. Yeah. Um, Because she doesn't give compliments that easily about <laughs> me parents. <laughs> but she always says how much harder it is to parent that it looks so much harder now than it was back when we were younger. Yeah. Because there's just so many more things that you have to just battle with and say no to. Yeah. Yeah. My mum my and dad were looking after a couple of the grandchildren and they were like, what do we... Um, they just had no idea about, like, monitoring time on a screen, you mm-hmm. know, on an iPad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, well, they, they ask for it all the time. You're like, yeah, they will. Like, you have to say yeah. no. You have to say no. But they never, no. they never had that, obviously. We mm-hmm. had a Betamax mm-hmm. and a, we had a video player that used to get shared between my dad and two of his work colleagues. So we'd get it every third weekend. Yeah, <laughs> like, amazing. Yeah, go down to the proper hire from the video shop to get you. And we wow. always would watch yeah, the same I remember. thing. Yeah, global video. I used to go to global video on a Friday night yeah. with my friend. We'd st- I would stand there for ages picking a film and then go get the popcorn, go back and watch it. Oh, the good old days. Oh, there were the good old days. What about <laughs> when you're out and about now, can you see people clocking you and do you get lots of people coming up to you when you've got the kids and stuff? Yeah, that started. It's lovely. It is actually really nice. It's odd. It's an odd feeling because obviously I always felt it a little bit with Chris because we've been together for a while now and he's he's always been in the public eye. In the time that we've been together, has he always been in the public eye? Yeah, I think so. He was on Juice, I think, when we first met. So he'd, he'd started doing things. Mm. Um, so I've always felt it kind of through him. But when it's yourself, it is weird. And there is times when I'm like telling Robin off. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, God, do they know that people are looking Please over? Please put and I'm that thinking, down, Robin, well, darling, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, I'm like, put it down now. <laughs> and I think, well... The C is the C is okay. Yeah, yeah. You can't, I can't, I can't let it affect my, no. my life. Do you know what I mean? I just try to just think, right, whatever. But to be honest with you, everyone is normally so, so nice. I met a woman yesterday. I was in Tesco doing the shop and it was just dead nice. She was, a, and she said her mom, her mom's got dementia and she listens to the podcast every single week mm. and she like roars with laughter. And you know, when, and you know, oh, it was really nice. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's the lovely stuff. Because also, well, also you're you're talking really honestly about relationships and being a mum and all that stuff. And although you're like, you're in you're in it and you've been in it a few years now, so you're you know that other people find it hard, and you've got all these connections with people that you know that they're going to be. You know, if you were to say, "Oh, I'm finding it hard," they're not going to be like, "Well, you should just be grateful for being a mum." But there's still mm-hmm. loads of people who will be hearing that for the first time. When mm-hmm. they hear you saying like, oh, I felt really low or I felt really guilty or all those things. Yeah. So yeah. you're giving them that all the time through the podcast, as well as filth and smut. And smut. <laughs> God, sex sells, you see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm intrigued to know if you're going to get celebrities talking about their sex life on your TV show. Who knows? I, I mean, we're, we're going to, obviously we'll be really gentle with everybody, but we we don't know who we're getting yet or anything like that. So we'll just oh, have to wait and see. Man. I know. Elton yeah. and David, who would, oh. be, who would be your dream couple to have on? Um, do you know what? We we nearly interviewed them a few for Chris's show on Comedy Central a few years ago, but we didn't end up doing it. And, I, and I've kicked myself ever since. I love um, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Oh, wow. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah. He was in the office and she's yes. obviously 
huge, yeah. huge star. Um, I d we watch all of their films and the programs, Chris and I, and we very nearly got to interview them a few years ago and it's kind of slipped by. And now I'm like, oh, if we got them on, imagine, yeah. imagine. But I don't know, we'll see. We shall see. Okay. Any, I, think, I think we'll have fun no matter what. It'll be a good yeah. laugh. We're going to have a couple of little drinkies. Yeah, nice. Have a good time. Well, do you yeah. know what? The, I did love you guys on uh, Graham Norton with Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Talk to me. Did you, yeah. was, did you meet him beforehand? So very, very briefly before we went on, yeah. Is his skin like... It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He smells amazing. Oh. And he's really nice. And he, and he give us, you know, and he give us a bit of time to say hello. And, and just, you know, and you go... Oh, I'm so I'm so glad that you're a nice person. Yeah, because it would have absolutely ruined our dreams if he'd been yeah, yeah, awful. Yeah. But he just seemed he's yeah, really really nice guy. Really. But nice and you guy. ended up rapping to Hamilton with him on the. Yeah. That wasn't set up. No, oh, no, it was nah, so nah. good. It was so. It's <laughs> the fact that you and Chris knew it word perfect <laughs> I just went so did he. I just went to see it in January for the first so we went to see it and Doug plays the soundtrack all the time to the point that the so kids good. are singing along but yeah. I, it was so it was brilliant I was but that that if you're you both were very natural just coming out with stuff and Richard Os, Richard Osman was really good as well yeah, he was hilarious. Oh, I loved it. He's really funny, and obviously Graham's hilarious. Yeah, it was so, it was so fun when we got the call. We we were like, um, well, we would want to go on for ages because Chris had never been on. He was like, I really want to go on Graham Norton. Yeah, and I was like, I want to go on Graham Norton. Yeah. <laughs> so then, when we got the phone call, we were like, oh, get in. And then when they rang us to tell Will Smith was on, I was like, <gasps> shut. Yeah, because you could have got someone rubbish. But that is, I know he's about. Oh, it was epic. Who about Madonna? Maybe I'm trying to think who would be what, like. He's, he's like triple a triple yeah. a lister yeah, it is. was and and obviously you know chris i didn't realize how much of a fan chris was actually because he genuinely was a bigger fan than i was he knows all of the songs had the albums when he was a kid i mean i just watched fresh friends of la yeah. like you know and then obviously lynn manuel miranda i'm a massive musical theater buff yeah. so that was just like amazing and then when we sang hamilton i was just like this is this is class. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really good fun. Aww. Oh, what a nice little time I'm having. I'm not, what about, yeah, I was going to say, what about musical theatre? Is that, that's where your heart is? Is that something that you yeah. could, so would that be the thing that you would love to do? Well, I've, yeah, I would love to do a little stint on the West End when <gasps> the kids are older. Yeah. What would and I would get, well, hopefully I would get like one of the older parts because the younger parts is too many good people. And But then I think people kind of might give up a little bit and then the older parts, I'm like, right, well, I'd get one of them because I'd be like the mom. Which show? Like, what's you know your what favourite I mean? like musical? Les Miserables. Oh, do you know what? Doug is quite a musical bot. So he'd, he'd seen it seven times before we met yeah. <laughs> and I'd never seen it. Love, and I love that. He sent me tickets because he was living in Italy and he sent me tickets to go and watch it. And I watched it and was watching it. I took a friend and was like, oh, I think this man must love me. Because it's so beautiful. Like, and they bring him oh. home. Like, oh, flawed. Oh, gorgeous. Oh, there's it's loads of parts the best in that. musical. There's Madame Atenardier. I'd want to be her, I think. Yeah. And saying that I would meet a prince. Yes. God almighty. I'm so hoping yeah. that you would see. That's been quite nice. Amazing. We'll see. Okay. We'll, well see. that all surprise, surprise, a remake of surprise, surprise could be. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm saying this now. Do you know I'm just late? I just I would love to not work ever again because I'm so lazy. 
No. Well, a short stint at the West End where you're just rolled in for like a week or something. You could do that. that. Would do, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll do that. You I'll do that. Chicago. Week rehearsal. That's another good... Did you... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be good. What's the woman in that called? There's the madam. That, um, Queen Latifah did yeah. it in the film. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, Mama's... That's good Mama. One. She's called Mama's... Mama's good to you. Yeah. Da, 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 okay. na, 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 na. You could definitely yeah. do that. Last little question. When you start feeling like overwhelmed, what does it feel like for you and how do you manage it? I get snappy. I'm a bit reactionary and I sort of take it out, usually on Chris or Same. my mum. I'm I'm, I can be quite snappy with my mum, bless her. She puts up with a lot of shit from me. So I felt really overwhelmed last year. Mm. I knew I'd done too much. I was like, I can't do this much this year so I've really kind of took my foot off the pedal a little bit and I feel so much better for it and obviously we're still we've still got the podcast every week we've got the tv show there's going to be other stuff and um but having just that little bit of time that I've took over the last couple of months so from January to now I've only done the podcast once a week right but I feel so good I feel like so so good and I'm so ready for the tv show Mm. so I think it's just I just kind of listen to myself I think I know my body quite well Mm. I don't know if I'm quite lucky in that sense that I've just always sort of listen to my body and I go right you're knackered you're exhausted you're overwhelmed you need to just chill Mm. chill the f out Mm. and just kind of cancel plans Mm. I'm fine for cancelling plans. If somebody cancels on me, I'm like, absolutely. If you can't be bothered or you're knackered, then gosh, it's fine. Mm. These people who hold commitments over people really bug the shit out of me because I'm like, life's too short to be... You know, if somebody's tired or they, they've changed their mind, let people change their mind. Well, they won't be much you know fun I mean? to hang out with if they're sitting there going, oh, God, I wish I was at home. <laughs> no. And you would know. You'd be like, oh, my word, you don't you don't want to be here. You're exhausted. Yeah. I'm so, look, my two best friends, I love them with all my heart. We've never fallen out. Angela and Steph. I love them. I just adore them so much because there's no pressure in our friendship group. Mm. There's no pressure. It's like we can have a night out planned and it can be planned for months, but one they're both full-time teachers. They might go, I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm so sorry. And we'll be like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll do it another time. And I think if you've got that understanding in a friendship group, then it just makes life so much easier. Mm. Obviously, we don't cancel that much because we genuinely Want enjoy each other's company. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but life's really tricky. And the, the older you get, put children in the mix in a marriage and jobs, mm. it can get really, really, really overwhelming. Didn't you all have babies at the same time? Like your most recent babies at the same time? Yeah. Mm, so our so nice. most recent ones, there's only two weeks between Rafe and Maggie. And then there's like two months, I think, between then between Maggie and Noah. It is really nice. Mm, that's good. Okay. Final, final question. Who would you shag, marry and get annoyed with in the famous world? Oh, my God. Well, surely you've been asked this many a time. Who would you share? I don't know if we have you. Oh, I'm going to say Chris. Oh, okay. Chris, <laughs> and a backup. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, okay. Like, but young Leonardo. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, I still would bit. now. Yeah, Come on, I'm yeah, not going to lie. Yeah. You know, hmm. man in the iron mask. Still yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, marry. Uh, possibly John Krasinski, but only because. Have you seen The American Office? Yes. Jim in the American office. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, 20 years. Jim and Pam, they're like the love interest. Yes. Okay. Gone beardy. He's fitter now no. than he was in the office. They all are. This is the thing with men. They all oh, somehow get it. better. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, Chris looks better than the day I married and him. And I like that really you depressing. say that you are responsible for improving his massively. <laughs> okay, and then annoyed. Who are you most annoyed with? Oh, Boris Johnson. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say that's got probably a politician. <laughs> probably a politician yeah. of some description. I can't. This is the thing. There's loads of people who. No, this when people get so annoyed by celebrities, I don't understand it because I'm like, you don't have to watch anything yeah. that they do. Yeah. Some people get so irate about people, don't they? And they're like, mm. I hate them. Mm. I don't think there's anybody that I really loathe that much because I just don't watch what they're in. No. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's like some, you, know? you take against someone and you're like, I don't know what. Like my mum would be like, oh, I don't like. It'll be like a BBC news presenter. It'll be somebody that's, yeah, I don't, I don't trust her. Don't like Why? him. Why? Don't like him. <laughs> yeah. it's like, what, what? Do you know what Very I mean? What? Maybe it's because I'm sort of now a little bit in that world. Yeah. I'm a bit more. Maybe I'm, maybe it's years ago I might be like, oh, I don't like them. Yeah, yeah. Now you don't. But now I'm like, how do they feel about that? Yeah. Right? You don't. Yeah. Maybe they're struggling. Yeah. There you maybe go. You don't know what's going on. You in don't their know lives. what's going on. Oh, it's been so lovely to talk to you, and I'm excited oh, you for too. you. And I love that you're trying to pull back on a few things while still doing loads of amazing stuff because it is a lot like and it's so quick and you've still got really small kids so thank you so much I'm really grateful to you thank you yeah she really made me giggle um so I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did and I feel very lucky that Rosie gave time to me and was so deliciously open and a bit smutty um And we've actually got episodes about sex coming up next series and particular sex in long-term relationships. So if you have a problem or concern about your sex life or just something that you would like to ask an expert about, either message me on Instagram or if you email podcast at don'tbuyherflowers.com, of course I can keep you anonymous. Um, And yeah, if you've enjoyed this, please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. We've got another one coming and then we end the series until not too long, but a few weeks and then we'll be back. And we've already got a few episodes recorded ahead of that. So loads more to come. But thank you so much for listening and I hope that you're okay and yeah, that you can have a good week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.